Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. This week, we're going to talk about medicine and being a healer. But before we do that, just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you, Seed. Seed makes incredible hemp pants. I'm rocking a pair right now. Um, they're sustainable. They are stylish. Um, they're made in Canada. They're amazing. Uh, check them out. I am Seed on Instagram or theseedstore.ca. Get yourself a pair. They ship internationally. Um, and they're the kind of pants you can really uh, get behind or put on and feel good about because you could put them in the ground and they would be get become a part of the earth essentially which is really important during these times and they look great i love them i wear them constantly i can live in them i can skateboard in them i can do yoga in them i can hang around the house in them i used to go to shows back in the day in them so can't say enough good things about seed thank you and then also to our other sponsor minds die m-i-n-d-s minds die d-y-e uh, amazing amazing head wraps if you've seen the, the stars or the crowns that i wear um, those are made by minds die and they are so exquisite i'm grateful for the support minds die check them out uh, instagram is minds die or on the etsy store uh, she also makes kimonos and hoodies and bedspreads and just about anything you can think of she's very talented and uh, i'm really thankful to have minds die as a supporter and sponsor for revealing the diamond so this week I I'm out of the the clouds for now the the deep dark uh, place that I had been in the past month or so and feeling really inspired and one of the great uh, insights or awakenings as I move through that time and by the way when I say that you know um, I'm really grateful for that time. It caused me to take a deep look at what works for me in my life and what doesn't work and what I want to step into and what I want to step away from. And so in doing so, I realized something, and that is I love Ayurveda. I'm a student of Ayurveda. I'm a practitioner of Ayurveda. Um, I can't get enough. I am just soak up books and movies and learn as much as, well, not movies, but uh, documentaries and YouTube videos and anything I can get my hands on. Uh, Vasant Lad has tons of YouTube videos that you can poke through. I just love Ayurveda. And one of the main uh, tenets of Ayurveda is that everything has the potential to be medicine. So I started to look at my own experience of this challenging time and thought there has to be um, some medicine in this experience. It's not, it's not all just uh, pressure and uncertainty. And in, in that awareness, I started to really look at things and really explore the aspects of uh, my life, both challenging and joyful, and look for the medicine in them. And uh, it's been, sounds simple, but it was a really uh, profound shift in perspective. Uh, changed my view from uh, uncertainty and doubt to an omniscopic view of reality, which that sounds pretty great, doesn't it? So this is the uh, discourse from one of the sessions on Dharmic Devotion. I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you'd like to do the full sessions, check out patreon.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh, and you can become a member there and watch the full classes. Also, I'm with this time here in uh, quarantine. I've also been really putting some love into the YouTube, which I've meant to do for some time. So check out youtube.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh. I put some pranayam stuff up there, and I'll be putting discourses and that sort of thing up there. So 
check it out. Um, and I think that's good for now. So here we go. A little uh, conversation about the medicine that is everywhere. Love you. Satnam. All right. So today's class is called the medicine of the moment. The medicine of the moment. When I say the moment, I mean that, you know, connecting to uh, the presence and when you connect the presence, you use your agency, you use your sovereignty, your uh, autonomy, you as the individual, align yourself uh, with your routines and patterns with that presence. And you become the healer you were born to be. That's the purpose of all of this work. And it's an interesting thing because I don't know about you. Maybe you had a different upbringing, but I did not have an upbringing where there was talk about what is medicine. For me, medicine was if, you, if you're sick, you go to the family doctor and they give you antibiotics. That's the end of story. Pretty limited scope. And then as I got into more spiritual circles, um, a lot of people were against Western medicine. And they were really into the, you know, heal yourself with positive thinking or something, which is also a limited perspective. I really resonate with some of the teachers that I've spent time with over the past 15 years or something who have shared with me this idea that everything has the capacity, the capability, the potential to be medicine. Everything. Nothing is off the list. And I wish that I had been taught that as a child, but not being taught that also taught me about this. And now, you know, what, let's think about this. What was I taught to value? Well, as a small child, I was taught to value um, the church, the Christian church. Uh, my father was a pastor when I was a kid, so I was around that. And I really loved the stories. And you know what? And the music. You know, I didn't go to too boring of a, a church anytime, especially when there was really lively gospel music, like hallelujah, kind of get up and dance kind of music. I loved that. And I loved the stories to uplift and inspire generosity, compassion. That's the medicine, my friends. I have a I heard a story recently about my great-grandfather. He was a farmer and a simple person. And he would go to the local church, you know, like drive there on his tractor kind of a situation. And he would go in, and during the music, he would hold his hands. He was a big guy like me. He would hold his hands like this and just weep and weep and weep during the music. And then after the services, people from the congregation would say, like, why don't you get involved with, you know, the board or the community or the meetings or the... And, and he said, there's too much gossip, basically, in this place. That's religion. I'm not interested in that. I'm here 
for the music, for the medicine. Now, I don't want you to get discouraged from uh, this story and think, okay, well, I'm not supposed to be around community because there is community as medicine. But in that particular story, the music is the medicine. Then later on in life, what was I taught to value? Uh, Get good grades. So the worship of the intellect, uh, which is rampant. And like I said, anything can be medicine. Worship of the intellect. The intellect can be medicine uh, if used effectively. It can also become a blinder. It can also limit you and, and distract you from your purpose, from the what is, from communication with the knower. But if all the emphasis is placed there, then we're not looking for the medicine in other areas, and then you're having a limited perspective. So intellect and money, you know, money. And then a lot of people in the New Age circles that I was around later said, ah, money, it's the devil, or money is, you know, I don't want anything to do with it. Again, it has the potential to be medicine, wealth, you know, wealth and health. But too much medicine or used improperly was not in service of Dharma. You know what I mean? So now I'm starting to look at, and this has been a good time, like talk about a time to really reflect on medicine, a global pandemic, and a time when a teacher in my line who I really revered highly, uh, he continues to teach, but I don't look at him in the same light, I guess. Um, and that's a good thing. You know, it's a horrible thing, but it's a good thing. Funny how these spiritual truths are all paradoxes. But um, I'm starting to recognize, especially in my study of Ayurveda and my study of yoga and the study of the Dharma that I practice, you know, this way of life and being a student, which also means sick, to be a sick of the infinite one, not God, not only this small group but of the infinite one looking for the medicine i want to be a healer that's my destiny it's your destiny too that's why you're here and and in order to be the healer wouldn't it be more beneficial to have many 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 medicines than just one medicine like the cure-all you know for everything yeah there are some things that will work for just about anything but wouldn't it be great to know as much as you can about medicine and so the way you do it is you look for the medicine in everything that's the calling of the healer the calling of the yogi you know and yogis have thought oh well it's all about the stretching or it's all the scholars have been all about the how much you know about the past and you know the occult people are it's all about how much you know about the future or the cards or the uh, you know and it's all about what you know about the plants these those are very important but what if you could see the medicine and all of it and to me that's what appeals to me uh, in teachers like buddha and teachers like gurnanik those are some of my primary teachers and I, I, when I read the stories about Nanak, I see him looking for the medicine in every situation. Even when he said, when he had his awakening, when he said, you know, there is no Muslim and there is no Hindu. And then later the teachings were saying, 
be a good Muslim and be a good Hindu, it seems like a paradox. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't align. But if you look closely, you'll see practice your dharma in a way that you're looking for the medicine, the healing qualities through experience you test it on yourself like tattooing you know you want to learn to tattoo probably tattoo yourself a little bit see what it's like then try it out on a couple of friends and then become a master of your craft uh, same thing like apply the medicines and see what really serves and some people are who are really in that limited view of this is the only medicine, the uh, academics or the even the devotees, the devotees start to think, oh, this is the only medicine and they don't see the medicine in other ways. And then you become uh, one sided and, and that can lead to trouble. Like we've seen uh, in some spiritual communities where you think this is the only one way and that leads to violence or corruption or all of these things. So. I would encourage us together uh, as we uh, explore the practices and the aspects of our life that really serve to look for the medicine. And, and in order to do that, you know, I'm really a, a, I love Dr. Vasant Laud. I don't know if you've heard of him before, but if you haven't and you're looking for a good movie to watch during quarantine, check out The Doctor from India. And they talk about what makes Dr. Vasant Laud such a masterful Ayurvedic practitioner. And he, can, he, he has this incredible healing capacity. And one of the people in the film says the reason Dr. Vasant Laud is such a great healer is that he's many things. He's a yogi. He is a, uh, practices a spiritual dharma. He has a, a dharma where he can direct his devotion towards something and feel it reflected back to him. Um, he has great knowledge of herbs. He has great knowledge of the body and how to read the pulse. So he has a masterful practice of listening. Um, he's very serviceful. He's doing seva. He works half the year in the U.S., makes money from trainings and courses at a school in New Mexico. The other half the year, he treats people for free in Pune every day, no charge. Um and then he has also some psychic abilities as a result of all of the practices and learning to look at the subtle. So from the earth and the herbs to the connection with the humans to practicing a plant-based diet, not eating any flesh, to uh, becoming very aware of the ethereal realms through the mantras and repetition. And, you know, that, that becomes this great healer looking for the medicine uh, in everything. So... Uh, sound, right? That's another great, great medicine. Uh, so if we can look for the medicine that is available and everything, it, it makes a lot more sense uh, how we design our lives to get in touch with the greatest healer, which is lifestyle. And you create this lifestyle using the medicines that you observe as you move through this world with an open heart. And then you apply the medicines on yourself and apply the medicines out into the world and always looking for how can I heal and how can I elevate. And it sounds lovely, you know, oh, yes, we'll all just heal and elevate. But some of that work is very difficult.
you know, you see sickness and you see people in deep pain and you're in deep pain and addiction and anxiety and uh, death. We had a family friend this week who said to his partner, healthy, you know, in his 60s, said to his partner, I feel like my soul is leaving my body. She thought, it's sort of strange, you know, very spiritual friends of my mom's, very spiritual people. And then uh, they were going to have people for dinner. And he said to her, I'm going to go upstairs uh, and freshen up. They'll come down and cook dinner and our friends will come over. Uh, after he had had this feeling, he thought, oh, I think I'm okay. He went upstairs and he never came back down. And when she went back, that was it. He had passed. And you never know when that moment is going to come. Uh, you never know. And, and so I, I think the important thing is to really start to pay attention to the subtleties and look for how can I heal. And he was a great healer. They have online herbal uh, medicines. And he left without pain and suffering. And we have other members in the community who had family members pass away. Uh, so uh, I'm with you. And I, I think let's hear this call today to become great healers and to not be afraid of death and to not be afraid of uh, the deep pain out there, but to approach all of it from a place of how can I serve, how can I heal, how can I elevate um, and apply these medicines to ourselves and do practices like we're going to do today that we know really serve us, even though there may be aspects of it that don't feel like medicine and there may be you know, darkness and all of that. That's part of life. So may we have the strength and the awareness to face the darkness with the purpose of elevation and healing. And uh, there are going to be moments when you may not be able to see the medicine. And that's those are the times to connect with Guru or to connect with that part of you within and say, I'm having a hard time seeing how the medicine is here at all. Show me. And that's what a great healer does. Show me how I can work with this darkness, how I can turn this poison to medicine. And that way it's from a place of receptivity rather than from a place of um, thinking about what to do.